0: You always got a cough. Hey, everybody. That was, I was fake. Um, Hello, everyone. This is the first episode of Slumber Party with Cassie and Bella. I'm Cassie. I'm Bella. Do that again. (laughs) We Okay, first episode, we might have some vocal changes. It's a little abnormal to be, actually, it's not abnormal to be recording ourselves because sometimes we do that. (laughs) But it's abnormal because we know, like, people told us they might listen, so it's a little bit of pressure. So hi to those people. Um, Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, you little freaks. (laughs) Um, little freaks. So, basically, what this podcast is about, um, a lot of people, when we tell them we're starting one, they keep asking, like, what's it about? I feel like it's, like... You just have to be there. Yeah, you just have to know us. It's very broad, but... For people who obviously don't know us, especially if you don't go to TCNJ, um, we are doing a podcast about, I sum it up as, like, coming-of-age moments, like, girlhood. Um, female friendship, especially. Yeah, yeah, female friendship. But friendship in general, it can be applied to any gender. Um, and just, like, our experiences, um, what we've learned at the school so far, uh, socially as well as we, we can also give like school advice if anybody <laughs> is interested in our takes but um we could introduce a little bit more about ourselves I'll go first yeah. um my name is Cassie Malnick I'm a communications major radio tv film um I am a minor broadcast journalism minor I'm also the news director at WTSR um so if you listen to 91 point news hey guys this is this is me when i'm um i guess you could say less professional i mean we are professional here at slumber party but it is a slumber party it is a slumber
1: party after all um i'm bella truco i'm also communications major um organizational interpersonal specialization um and i'm minoring in marketing and psychology um I am not in WTSR, but I am an avid WTSR supporter.
0: Um, Let's give a little bit of taste of our taste. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite musician?
1: Um, as of right now, I think my favorite musician is, uh, ironically, Carly Rae Jepsen. I've been listening to her so much lately, but also mm-hmm. Big Thief. And I feel like that alone, like the juxtaposition of Carly Rae Jepson and Big Thief back to back is um, a really good look into my music taste. Oh, and oh Alex God. G.
0: Mm-hmm. I've been listening to a lot of Alex baby um for me, I've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I was not a Swifty in middle school, so I've had a lot of catching up to do, and I've been catching up recently because um I only knew like her old music from like when I was a child, so now I'm like catching up on like nineteen eighty nine stuff like that, but also um if you listen to Ninety One Point News, I give like <laughs> music recommendations for the week anyways, so you guys any ninety one point news fans out there, you guys know. Um, I'm a fan of like Dolly Parton, Casey Musgraves, women in general. I'm a fan of women. True. It's gotta be honest. And um, if you
1: aren't, what are you doing on Slumber Party?
0: It's true. You gotta love women to listen to Slumber Party. Yes, and that's not sorry. a problematic statement. It's no. just the truth. Um But anyway, that's a little bit about us. Um, I feel like you'll get to know us more as you listen. I think we have pretty different voices, so hopefully that won't be confusing. Yeah. Because whenever I listen to other podcasts and, like, I don't know what they look like, I, like, can sometimes not understand who is talking. But I think that won't be a problem here. Anyway, for this week's episode, do you want to introduce what we're talking about?
1: yes we're basically going to be doing a deep dive on the not like other girls trope um and how that relates to like media we grew up watching um and we were just talking about this the other night like the not like other girls trope was so like invasive in every like song every movie every tv show like Mm -hmm. especially for media targeted at young girls growing up it was like you want to be not like other girls Mm -hmm. um and like Today we're just going to be talking about why why that was pushed on us and how that affects like girls growing up, especially in our age group.
0: Yeah, and also how we can change that and like why it's important to change that. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely peaked in the early to mid two thousands, which is exactly when we were in like middle school and high school. And also when our brains were like the most malleable, yeah, <laughs> not formed. So I think nowadays. We'll talk about it later. It still does exist, but I think a lot of people our age, like, 20s, millennials, stuff like that, are getting better at combating it because we did go through it. And it's kind of like a part of, like, the womanhood experience is, like, being however you want to be when you're a child and, like, you're told, like, oh, you should not want to be like other girls. And then, like, it's an experience of, like, going through that and then realizing why that's problematic and then realizing how you can prevent other people from having to experience that. So, I guess for people who don't know, we can a- explain what the trope is. It's basically, like, rooted in, like, creating internalized misogyny in women. Um, it's, like, a way of wanting to feel superior to other women as a whole. So mm-hmm. that's, like... The way i've recognized it in media is when mostly i guess you could say like tomboyish girls would be like i'm not like those other feminine girls like i'm different and that makes me unique and better um what do you think i think that sums it up pretty well um and one really important
1: part of being not like the other girls especially in like uh, a television show or like a movie mm-hmm. um is that by not being like other girls, you are low-maintenance. Uh, you are one of the boys, inversely. So you're easier to get along with um, with men, so you receive male validation in a way that you actually receive their intellectual respect. Um, mm-hmm. They don't look at you like an object because you're not like a girl, um, yeah. which in itself is problematic. <laughs> Everything about the trope is problematic, but I know. especially that. Um, but not being like other girls means In some way or another you are more worthy of respect because you are not traditionally feminine. Yeah Um, And that's messed up.
0: (laughs) Yeah So when we were doing a little bit of research about this the first thing I thought of was the film noir femme fatale because I just took a a film noir class last semester COM 350 if anybody's interested Um, And we talked a lot about the femme fatale, which is like a woman who is like mysterious and dangerous which makes her enticing. She's also like very over-sexualized and um, she's not like the stereotypical like stay-at-home mom um, that was like extremely prevalent in like the 40s and 50s. So the femme fatale was like made for like the male gaze and I feel like that's as far as it dates back. I mean, it could go even further than that in media, but actually probably not. I don't know if they had the not, like, other girls in <laughs> silent films. <laughs> they're literally, like, mouthing, they're like...
1: <laughs> they honestly might have, though, because, like, there might have been, like... I've never... I Okay, disclaimer, I've never watched a silent film, mm-hmm. only, like, the parodies made of silent films within yeah. other movies. Mm-hmm. First of all, that's meta. Second of all, um... Okay, like... Facebook. <laughs> okay, Mark Zuckerberg. We need to get him on the podcast.
0: Guys, okay, this is off topic, but if we could get Mark Zuckerberg on the podcast, things would change. No,
1: get Mark Zuckerberg...
0: Um, x uh, slumber party trending on twitter yeah guys hashtag i was just gonna say hashtag slumber party x mark get that trending tweet him oh actually no he doesn't have twitter because he's against it because <laughs> he owns facebook but oh yeah yeah if anybody knows mark's uh personally just give us our contact information we'll um we'll let you know what that is yeah. later on yeah but anyway, what did you start saying? Um, oh, I, silent films?
1: Yeah, silent films. Honestly, like, again, I've never seen one, so this could, this is, like, a baseless claim. But mm-hmm. there might have been, like, an equivalent. Like, the man, even though they're not talking and they're silent, a man mm-hmm. wants to get, like, the beautiful woman. Um, and, like, he has, like, a, a female best friend or something that is, like, like... Not as like feminine, mm-hmm. she's like, not like other girls, like yeah. I can like I'm seeing
0: it play out in my head. and It's making no yeah. sense. I know I can see it too. imagine <laughs> we're just making it up. It doesn't even exist. <laughs> I know I haven't seen any um silent films. I've only seen film noir age films, mm. but it probably did exist um probably not as much just because there was no dialogue. yeah, and a lot of silent films. You can't was... be
1: quirky with that dialogue,
0: yeah. oh, yeah, that's like we'll talk about. <laughs> we'll get it the into classic it. lines of oh, yeah, the... but anyway. Yeah, so i was saying um i think it dates back to like the film noir era um and then it kind of manifested in media for years um like i said earlier i think it kind of peaked in like the 2000s but now a lot of people now that it's been like identified as like a classic trope it's not only overused but people recognize that it's like cringe Mm -hmm. so that's why i think it's like getting better
1: something i feel really strongly about is how the not like other girls trope is portrayed in Disney movies mm-hmm. because they took that and ran with it. Yeah, and I'm not talking like traditional like Snow White that kind of Disney movie, mm-hmm. but like the Disney Channel originals. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, they were obsessed. They could not get enough of not like other girls. Yeah, because they didn't know how else to show that girls, young girls, are worthy of being like intelligent mm-hmm. um, and like fun to be around, and, I don't know, any other good adjective, Mm -hmm. they couldn't express that without making them different, or, like, without removing them from their femininity. But, of course, because it's a Disney movie, because it's a Disney show, all of these girls are so conventionally attractive, and so, like, sweet-looking and beautiful, because it's Disney, and they're not gonna, they're not gonna mess up their reputation by not having a very hyper feminine main character Mm -hmm. um and i think a really good representation of this um and a really good representation of not being like other girls in the media um is alex russo from wizards of waverly place um because if you if you recall alex her whole thing is being like a little a little rough around the edges but of course she's still always like perfectly, like, stylized and beautiful. Her Mm -hmm. style is a little, like, eccentric and, like, a little, like, funky, Mm -hmm. but not so much that it's off-putting to the male gaze. Like, you still look at her, um, or you would still, like, watch the show Mm -hmm. and be, like, she's beautiful and she has cool style, but she's not traditionally feminine. Yeah. Um, like, she's not, like, wearing, like, pink all the time, Mm -hmm. or she does, like... This is a stupid example, but, like, she doesn't have, like, long blonde hair, which we traditionally associate with, like, beauty and, like, femininity Mm -hmm. and being a princess and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, we should talk about how it literally contradicts itself. Like, the whole thing is they're creating this character who's, like, respected because she's, like, not typically feminine. But if you actually look at the actresses, like, they are. They all are.
1: Selena Gomez is literally one of the most beautiful people to ever exist. (laughs) I know! She is so drop-dead gorgeous, and they're like, oh, her hair is brown. Yeah, she she has brown eyes, so. So. That's it. (laughs) She's a tomboy. (laughs) And, like, there's a lot of overlap with, like, I guess, like, tomboy culture and, like, not, like, the other girls' culture. It's, like, almost, the Venn diagram is, like, borderline a circle, but when you look at it through the lens of children's media, Mm -hmm. especially with main characters, they often feminize the tomboys so much to make them appealing to the male gaze like they can't let girls express themselves without um still somehow appealing to the male gaze I'm getting ahead of myself
0: here which is weird if you think about it because like these are like it's little boys watching
1: it it's little boys and Selena Gomez was like 16 when she was on that show
0: like okay I know also I'm thinking about like the Princess Diaries. Yeah. The way she was, like, portrayed as, like... This is a little bit off-topic. She was portrayed as, like, ugly. Because she had, like, curly hair and glasses. No, and, and... that was it.
1: Like, they curled her hair to, like, purposely look bad.
0: Yeah, no, like, it wasn't even her natural hair. Because Obviously, because it's Anne Hathaway. Um... I don't... I think she also... Yeah, she basically was kind of not like the other girls. Because it was like, Me, a princess, I have curly hair. Yeah. Like and then oh my god and then they
1: did the transition and she like ate it up and slayed yeah
0: she had like thin eyebrows she she, oh my god
1: i remember watching i'm getting so ahead of myself here i don't think it matters though because this is all like good organic dialogue but um i remember watching the scene in um princess diaries and um when they were plucking her eyebrows again Mm -hmm. obviously we're referencing the iconic transformation scene Mm -hmm. when they were plucking her eyebrows i remember being so insecure when i saw that when i was younger Mm -hmm. because when I was eight I wasn't plucking my eyebrows because I was eight years old but I remember watching that and being like oh so I'm ugly because my eyebrows don't look like that Mm -hmm. Cassie is showing me a photo of her transformation right now and like she looks beautiful literally in both of them but she looks like yassified in the second one yeah
0: if you guys know what that means yeah for anybody who doesn't know um I was gonna tell them to look up yassification but (laughs) you're better off not it's basically just like when you have, like, a full face of makeup, like, hair styled... 2016 baddie glam. Yeah, looking, like, beat... Yeah. In the makeup way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it just shows, like... You think, like, little moments of, like, plucking eyebrows is just, like... Oh, it's, like, part of the scene. Like, think of... There's probably how many young girls seeing that and were insecure. Yeah. I definitely... I'm a bushy brow girl. Yeah. In case you didn't know. I don't remember watching that scene, though, or I don't remember the eyebrow thing. I think I probably saw it and, like, didn't understand it. You're like, okay. That's why it, like, didn't impact me. I was <laughs> like, I don't know what that means, but anyway. But, like, it just shows, see, like, you did understand. Yeah.
1: So. If we're comparing her to, like, more, like, traditional representations of, like, femininity in, mm-hmm. like, um, like, children's shows, again, specifically Disney shows, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, like, how, um... Like, the antithesis of Alex Russo would be, like, Ant Farm Paisley. Do you know what I mean? Like, Ant Farm, like... Oh,
0: yeah. I don't know why I thought... I thought you were talking about Olive, for some reason. Oh, no. Yeah. Olive Slays, but no. I'm not talking about her. Okay, see, exactly. Paisley... If you don't remember the show Ant Farm, because it was, like, not as popular.
1: And it came, like, a little bit after us, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: I still watched it. <laughs> I did, too, because so it was good. Uh, Ant Farm, Paisley was basically, she had, like, long blonde hair. Her hair was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of like, a uh, Paisley was basically just, like, the typical ditzy blonde cheerleader. But I remember watching that show, and I was like, I, like, she was one of my favorite characters. Because she was just, like, sweet and, like, unapologetically feminine. And, like, I feel like they used her as, like, the butt of the joke because she was nice. She was always the butt of the joke, and
1: everyone always took advantage of her because she was sweet and didn't think critically. But that was, like, that's a very traditional representation of, like, femininity as not so much, like, a bad thing because... Mm-hmm. Actually, no, she, she was... you Yeah. She's bad. <laughs> um... Not so much a bad thing, because, um, I feel like you can still look at her sympathetically, you know what I mean? You can still look at her and be like, oh, she's beautiful, oh, like, um, she's, she's nice, like, her character's nice, but she was kind of, like, one of, like, the jesters of the show, like, thinking about, like, classic, like, literary archetypes, like, she was, she's a character literally made, like you said, to be the butt of the joke. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and, like, yes, there are, like, male equivalents of that, but we're talking about We're talking about femininity.
0: We can talk a little bit about, like, the men, male versus female butt of the joke. I feel like with men, they're the butt of the joke for, like, literally any reason. Like, they're, like, getting in trouble. Like, for someone like Paisley, it would be like, oh my god, Paisley's crying because she broke her nail. Like, that's so funny. (laughs) And girly of her. Like, it was all, like, based on, like, I don't know, just, like, attacking, like, feminine... I don't know, what's the word? Um, like... Interest. What's the word, what's the word? you looking up words on... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, before we started the episode, I googled the word words, <laughs> and I don't know why, I couldn't remember.
1: Okay, so, if you recall, um, Paisley's BFF was Lexi, mm-hmm. and Lexi, I'm looking at her profile on Google right now, mm-hmm. she's the anti-hero in Ant Farm, first of all, what a mm-hmm. um, But she is the head cheerleader and self-described math princess of the- Math? Math. Like, she's like a math princess. Tell me why I don't remember that she was a math princess. I was just gonna say, I never heard that. I don't remember that. Um, anyways, but what I'm getting at is, like, she is also another, um, representation of, like, a female archetype of, um, uh, like- like the serpent woman, I think that's what mm-hmm. it's called. Like being like snake like and kniving or conniving. Mm-hmm. Um, and like being disrespectful and kind of like doing anything to get your own like individual gain. And like when you think of those traits, you think of like a savvy businessman. And if it was any if it was a if it if Lexi was a guy, she would just be like Okay, Taylor Swift the man. Taylor Swift the man. I knew you were gonna say it that, and yeah. that's why that's why I
0: said it. No, like, yeah, like she's literally smart and like a leader at the school, but that somehow like makes her evil. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She. I mean, she also she's she also was, a bully. <laughs> I was just gonna say she, she actually bullied evil. the ants um, and actually like made China McLean cry. So. Yeah, and China McLean deserves the world i wanted to talk about hannah montana since we were on the disney oh yeah take a look one thing that miley stewart i don't know she's i feel like she's a complex character so we don't have to talk about miley specifically but i think there was this one episode where if you don't know the character lily who was miley's best friend she was basically the um Tomboy, Typical. She was like a typical tomboy Mm -hmm. on Disney. And she was like a skater girl. Her fashion was never really as good as Miley's. Not to drag, but she was obviously just like a sweatshirts and jeans kind of girl. And there's this one episode where Lily and a guy are talking and he asks her out on a date. And then Miley is like, oh my God, we have to get you glammed up. So then she goes through the typical transformation that Disney and other teenage media platforms love to do. And she's really girly, like she has her hair straight and she wears a skirt, which she normally doesn't. And then, um, actually she does this and she goes to school looking like, looking like that. And the guy sees her and he's like, oh, Lily, you look different. And she's like, oh, like, what do you think? And I think he was just like, oh, it's good, just different and then later on he stands her up for the date because he didn't like how she changed herself and i think that was actually a positive um representation of that because you don't have to change yourself to make a guy like you
1: okay that is so true um and i think like honestly, kind of was profound for, like, Hannah Montana. I know. Like, that was kind of, They like, were ahead of
0: their time with that one.
1: No, like, they kind of slayed with that. Yeah. And, like, I think, especially with that episode, like, Miley was so preoccupied with trying to get her friend into, like, a happy, healthy relationship that mm-hmm. she was willing to sacrifice her friend's self-image yeah. and her friend's self-perception and her friend's happiness yeah. in order to get her with a guy. But mm-hmm. what... What are you in a relationship if you've lost all of your sense of self mm-hmm. and you are just like a perfect woman?
0: Yeah, like why and you, you have you... a man
1: now. Like, what, what, do you, what, what do you gain from that other than now you have a man in your life?
0: Yeah, like if, if you say, are not yourself. Say he did like her more like that, and then they were dating. It's like you wanna, you would have to like put on a costume every day. Yeah. To be dating someone, so like they don't. That would mean that he doesn't actually like you. Yeah. He likes like the character you're putting on. And if i remember correctly like you said like lily didn't want to change she was like she was like do i really have to like do all this and miley like pushed her to miley was anxious
1: to get lily to be like traditionally feminine because she was she was so convinced that lily would not be like loved if Mm -hmm. she was herself first of all bad friend
0: alert what is going on there it was probably because like miley when she dresses up as hannah like she gets loved, <gasps> but then when she's Miley, they don't like her. Oh my god! And
1: Hannah Montana is literally like a femininity costume, mm-hmm. like a like sh- when the Miley, blonde wig, the b- wig. wig. Okay, wig. Okay, wig. Yeah.
0: Katy Perry, if you want to come on the pod, let us know.
1: Katy Perry, if you want to come on the pod, um, you would have to get slimed like you were at the two thousand eight VMAs. Wait, not VMAs. Kids' it's Choice, Kids choice-
0: come <laughs> on. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I low-key don't like Katy Perry. <laughs> we might have to cut this out. Katy, I'm sorry. I low-key <laughs> Katie don't like Katy. Katy right. I've been watching whenever... Actually, I don't watch American Idol, but whenever she's on, she's always, like, mean to the women who are auditioning. Whenever the women, like, do, like, runs, she's like, you didn't hit that, babe. And it's like... Okay. Like, and you did? Okay. Happy? This is literally just us clapping for fun.
1: <laughs> it's literally... Okay, Slumber Party... The name is self-explanatory. You are here to have like girly really talk. Like we are here yeah. to talk about things that we would talk about at a slumber party. So you, you're part of the experience. Like even you if are, you're not a girly, even if you're not a girly, like everyone so is welcome.
0: Everyone is welcome at slumber party. Yeah. So we talked about Disney shows. So now we're gonna move to Nickelodeon shows, which are. I'm not even going to mention his name. <laughs> so, first we're going to talk about... I guess we should start with iCarly, because it came first. Yeah. Um, Sam Puckett, if you guys watched iCarly, she is aggressive, typical tomboy. She's wears, like, cargo shorts. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam was not fashionable.
1: Okay, like, she slayed in her own way, though.
0: No, yeah, like, she had her own personal style, which I respect, but it was just... I mean, actually, okay. Everyone like Carly, their fashion was so bad.
1: Like, <laughs> That's true. Except Spencer, and yeah, his outfits were just like jeans it, I was just gonna and a like, quarter just like, sleeve. And like, he ate
0: it up. So. And he ate it up every time. Yeah, Sam Puckett. Um, which is it was interesting because she has long blonde hair. Yeah. And she's a girl. Yeah. <gasps> but she's aggressive. Oh, she's so aggressive. Ooh. Ooh, and she's also a bully.
1: Ooh. Yeah. I she's think a bully. she's one she of bullies the more. Men. Yeah, she's one of the more violent representations of a bully. Yeah. She was relentless. I'm but gonna be honest, it's, she was funny. Th- she was, okay, remember Buttersock? I think that was the first time I have laughed so hard that I was, like, convinced I was gonna, like, pop a blood vessel. <laughs>
0: really? Yeah. I, like, yeah. laughed, but I was like, huh. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, Buttersock, that made,
0: that gave me a good One level. Direction talking about the Buttersock? Now that made me laugh. Oh, yeah, that was something. But anyway, Sam Puckett, she's best friends with Carly, who is the typical girly girl. Typical opposite friendships. You know how that goes. Yeah. Um, They gotta foil each other. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Sam Puckett?
1: Um, whenever I think of Sam Puckett, I think about that episode where she had her twin show up, and her twin, I think her- Wait, didn't Sam have a
0: girly episode? Did she? I feel like she did. Unless I'm just thinking of the twin. Look it up. You could keep talking. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, um- Sam had an episode with, um, uh... Melanie? Melanie, that was her name, yeah. Mm-hmm. she had a, Where Melanie the twin was, um, <clears throat> basically, like, her exact opposite. Uh, if you don't remember, Sam had, like, curly blonde hair, and mm-hmm. Melanie had straight blonde hair. She talked in, like, a sweet, like, upspeak voice, like, that kind of voice. And, um... Her whole thing was being, like, nice and friendly, and I think she, like, baked cookies or something. Like, she was, like, that kind of person. And Freddie was, like, so confused because he was, like, it's obviously Sam lying to us, and obviously um, Melanie is just Sam um, with, like, makeup on, and she's lying and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think even just the fact that they thought an episode um, where Sam had a nice and traditionally feminine <laughs> twin.
0: I'm sorry. She's just, like, standing there.
1: <laughs> Cassie just showed me a photo of Jeanette McCurdy on the Kids' Choice Awards right? She looks like the standing emoji. Like, her hands
0: are in her pocket <laughs> and she's like...
1: Yeah, she's, like, still eating it up, though. Um, yeah. okay, anyways. So, I think just the fact that, um, like... Nickelodeon felt the need to have an episode where she had a twin that was, like, her total opposite, her opposite being a girl who is caterable to the male mm-hmm. um, is, like, really interesting, because that just shows, like, she was, like, the image of tomboy, especially in, like, children's media at the time, yeah. um, and again, like, not even just, like, not like a nice tomboy, but she was, like, evil, that girl, yeah. that girl had issues,
0: and she was evil, but she, like, had her arc. Yeah, she, she got
1: had better. Her, oh, yeah, she had her arc. And she was she, also, like, not a good friend, actually. Really? I think she was loyal, but she was, like, mean and, yeah. like, like, often, like, caused drama and wouldn't apologize.
0: Like, the time she sold Carly's shirt that she made for her for like, the cuttlefish tickets. I'm sorry. That's so beyond messed up. Yeah. I looked it up. There actually was an episode. It's literally called, I Make Sam Girlier. <laughs> and... In the episode, now that I'm reading it, I remember, um, there was, they had, like, a party, and there was a boy that Sam had a crush on, and they were saying, they were having a conversation about who he would choose as backup in a fight, and he said, Sam, because she's one bad dude, That's the quote. Mm -hmm. So then Sam got, like, insecure, because she thinks, like, he only sees her as, like, a bro, which is, like, understandable. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, then the Sam turns girly. She wears a skirt. She wears heels. She straightens her hair. And um, I think it does make the boy like her, mm-hmm. which is like, okay. Loud booing. But actually, no, this is what happens. Not to spoil it, guys, go watch iCarly. At the end of the episode, um, Sam is waiting with Carly and Freddie so that she can go on a date with the guy that she had a crush on. And there's this girl. I don't remember why they like introduced her there was just like a girl at the school who was like the new bully, and she was also like tomboyish <laughs> and like really tall. Oh my god! I yeah, I showed that. her a picture. She was like a huge girl, and um, while they're waiting for the date, um, the bully is like <laughs> bullying Carly in front of um, Sam. And so, this is an iconic moment. I remember she like pushes Carly to the ground. And Carly's like, Sam? And Sam's like, yeah. And she's like, rip her head off. (laughs) Remember that? And then Sam jumps on the girl, literally, like, physically assaults her. And then, um... I do
1: not condone violence.
0: Yeah, and she throws her out of the restaurant. And then, um... She throws her out of the restaurant, and she's, like, heaving, and she, like, her hair gets messed up, and she's, like, no longer girly. And her crush sees her... And then she's like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Like, I changed myself and now he sees her. But then he prefers tougher Sam over feminine Sam in the end. And then they leave and go on their date. So that is the good ending. Again, same... Basically, they copied the Hannah Montana episode. (laughs) But changing yourself for a guy, like, you're just... You're playing yourself.
1: And they usually like you for who you are anyways. No, this is true. And if they don't... um, Then find a new person. Then literally... That is a disposable um, partner. If they do not like you for you, first of all. Yeah. Um, it's like, it shouldn't even be a
0: partner option. No. Like, that's just a person. You gotta get back on topic. Not like other girls. Yeah. We should talk about it in music now. Okay, yeah, you're so right. So, now we're gonna talk about the use of this trope in music, as well as, especially music videos. Mm. It was definitely a trend in, like, 2008, 9, 10. That's where I especially noticed it first we mentioned her before for the man this this just shows her character development yeah it's good yeah taylor swift um the song you belong with me i feel like the song itself isn't that problematic because it's just like a girl who wants to be like i'm your best friend like obviously yeah. we have stuff in common but the music video is what's problematic um i'm pretty sure everyone has said seen that music video because it was like back in the day when it came out oh my god there was literally like nothing on the internet so like yeah it was like everybody was watching it true um in the music video it's like Taylor Swift actually the lyrics are a little bit problematic she like, wears short skirts I wear t-shirts Mm-mm. yeah I wear t-shirts you and can literally wear both no I know and it's like she's cheer captain so she can't wear a t-shirt cause she cheers and in the music video she's like she has like a pair of glasses on <laughs> if it's like Girls like, with glasses? Yeah. Like, okay. And the, um, the other girl has, like, straight hair, so that's why she's popular. She has straight <laughs> hair and she wears pink. Oh, obviously. Um, but that's, like, an example of, like, I, yeah, I think I said first it was the music videos was problematic. I think the lyrics actually were, because I feel like that set off a generation of girls who were, like... I'm not like other girls, because I'm not really girly, and you belong with me, because you don't need a girly girl.
1: True, and also, when you, um, uh, just, like, talking about, like, literary tropes again, like, mm-hmm. when you look at that, you can compare it to, like, Taylor, like, her character in that, um, mm-hmm. music video is, like, like, Mary, like, she's, like, uh, she's, like, dressed in white, mm-hmm. she's so sweet, she's so innocent, she's so beautiful, like, you want to be her because she, like, causes no harm, and she's a nurturing character, right? Yeah. Um, and then the brunette tailor, mm-hmm. um, which is, like, funny, the brunette tailor... At the, the evil one. The evil tailor. She's wearing, like, a red dress, um, yeah. at prom. She's supposed to be, like, the Eve character. She's, like, the
0: serpentress, um... And she literally, like, does nothing wrong. She like, literally she's totally. just, like, a cheerleader existing.
1: Yeah. Like, she literally... Actually, wait, no. She's like, I think she's like kind of nasty in, in it. But like, again, she was like characterized as like nasty to like pick girls against each other.
0: Also, we should let girls be mean more often. <laughs> like valid. Yeah. Because guys can be mean. Guys can be mean and like still be loved by like literal teachers. True. Like, this is a different topic, but why did middle school the boys were so mean and the teachers like did not do anything?
1: No, they were just like, okay, have fun bullying. They were like, aw, he's so cool.
0: <laughs> He's so sweet. Anyway, um, also the music video for Avril Lavigne's Girlfriend. That was literally the first music video I ever saw in my life. It came out in, like, 2004, maybe. I watched it on AOL. Um, but that is the the same concept. Also, like, people weren't that creative in the early 2000s because they used to recycle concepts. True. It was the same thing, except in this music video, the, um... The girlfriend was actually... Actually, no, it is the same thing. The girlfriend was girly, and she wore pink. And she was, like, a little bit of a nerd. Which is, like, a little bit opposite, because... If anything, she's not like other girls. Not Avril, but, you know, Avril. Also, Avril, I realized... Or, not realized. I recently, like, saw an interview of Avril from, like, 2003 or four where she was talking about Britney Spears and she called her words we can't say on the radio because they're FCC violations <laughs> but it to me it just like it made Avril come across as like very insecure. She like painted Britney Spears as like this girly girl who's like not staying true to herself and like she should be ashamed of her work because like her stomach shows in her music videos which is like if you Britney was like in I mean at least back then she was in control of like her look, and, like, how she wanted to come across. Yeah. Quickly mention, you wanted to say One of the Boys by Katy Perry?
1: Oh, my God. Back to Katy. Yeah. Okay, I'm an old Katy lover. Um, like, okay, One of the Boys by Katy Perry. Like, the album is such a solid album. But the song, One of the Boys, I want to pull up the lyrics really quick. Um, okay. Um, the lyrics... Um, Okay, opening to the entire song, by the way, is I saw a spider, I didn't scream, because I can belch the alphabet, just double dog dare me. And then she goes on to say, I chose guitar over ballet, and I take these suckers down because they just get in my way. First of all, she's literally, like, being like, I'm not like other girls. Like, literally, the song is called One of the Boys. She's literally, I, like, this is the literal pinnacle of I'm not like other girls. But, um... Anyways, um, then it goes on to say this kind of ties in with the Sam, uh, situation and also the Lily situation. Mm -hmm. Um, cause she said, the way you look at me is kind of like a little sister. You high five your goodbyes and it leaves me nothing but blisters, So I don't want to be one of the boys. Give me a chance. I want to be one of the girls, not one of the boys. And it's like, that's kind of profound. So often we see characters or like real people, um, in the scene in the turn of Katie Perry, like um so often we see people or women, um, fall victim to wanting to be like one of the boys or wanting to be not like other girls because that's your freedom from patriarchy, or that's what you think your freedom from patriarchy is, even though there's no freedom from patriarchy, but that's another point, um,
0: maybe in your world,
1: maybe, (laughs) not me, I'm different, (laughs) I'm literally, I'm not one of them, I'm not, no, and I'm not, but, like, um, I lost my train of thought, (laughs) um, oh, 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 um, we will flock towards not being like one of the girls because that's how we get respect. Right. Um, if we are, if we prove ourselves as tough, we prove ourselves as worthy of love beyond just like our bodies or something like that, like along that line. Um, but once you get into the not like other girls role, especially, um, like we were talking about with Lily or with like Sam, because once you are not like one of the other girls, maybe in Katy Perry's situation, um, She isn't seen as, like, a sexual option anymore. Like, she isn't seen as, like, lovable. She's just a friend. Um, So she traded her femininity for respect. um, And she can't get the one she loves because of it. And, yeah. Very profound, um, profound lyrics in One of the Boys by Katy Perry, by Mm -hmm. the way. She says, I want to smell like roses, not a baseball team and I swear maybe one day you're gonna want to make out with me, like, girl, get up, like, brush your hair, today's a brand new day, we don't have to think like that anymore, (laughs) find someone who loves you, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good takeaway. Um, Quickly mentioning La La Land by Demi Lovato, basically the whole song is about how Demi is different Any thoughts? Did you see La La Land? The movie? Emma Stone?
1: Then why did you start talking about
0: Demi Lovato? (laughs) I'm just asking. I'm making conversation. It's a podcast. Oh my god, you're sorry, you're sorry. Yeah.
1: Um, so... (laughs) I saw La La Land, and that went crazy, but La La Land by Demi Lovato...
0: It's a good song, I'm gonna be honest. It's a great
1: song, but that literally inspired so many girls to wear Converse to their proms, like... Go through True, them. I but heard that line and I was like I was like that's no, allowed? No, because when I first heard that line I was like that's groundbreaking. Like It
0: literally was though. It
1: like, literally who else no, no, was no, doing no. It? who else was doing it like they were. Yeah. Yeah. But Unless
0: actually didn't that happen in a Cinderella story? I don't know. I don't remember.
1: <laughs> but the point is, like, like breaking like traditional like expectations of like what girls should be doing a la um wearing converse with a dress yeah uh
0: the movie la la land first time i saw it i fell asleep (laughs) so then for five years after that i told everyone it was a really bad movie and then i watched it and i was like okay (laughs) it was it wasn't bad but i don't know one Last Song Better Than Revenge by Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, that's classic misogyny anthem.
1: It's a good song.
0: I mean, nice. Like, it's, like it's I'm like... waiting for that re-recording. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, I just I've seen like recently on Instagram people were posting the clip of her talking about the song or just like pictures of it and she's like a few years ago this girl stole my boyfriend and she thought I forgot about it, but I didn't. <laughs> and it's like she can't steal your boyfriend. Like Your boyfriend chose to leave you. Your boyfriend
1: made the conscious decision to cheat on you. And that's a really difficult pill to swallow. But Mm -hmm. unless, okay, unless she was like aware of the fact that he was like in a
0: relationship, but he still takes part of the blame. It's still, it's like, I know. It's like, he should take more of the blame. No offense, because like, He's the one who's, like, supposed to be, like, um, In a committed
1: relationship.
0: Yeah, committed to you. Like, she had no commitment to you. You're just, like... Maybe he said to her, like, oh, she means nothing to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why put all the blame and, like, write a whole song about, like, getting revenge on a girl? <sighs> Taylor. Taylor, Taylor,
1: Taylor. She's
0: different now, though. She wrote The Man. Yeah, So, true. Um, yeah. Go listen to that. Yeah, sure. Taylor, if you want to come on the pod and talk about, um... How you feel about your past song. We could do that. I mean, We could
1: totally arrange a Taylor X Slumber Party moment. Yeah, Get you that trending like, on Twitter, because
0: Taylor's on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> me falling for a 1989 TV thing. <laughs> because literally, like, Pop Crave posted it, and it was all, literally a whole message that, like, Taylor wrote, and I was like...
1: Oh my god. I... Okay, wait. First of all, two points. When I first saw TV, I thought... I, like, didn't understand that it meant Taylor's version, and for, like, neither. several months, I was like, what does TV mean?
0: I never, for, when Fearless came out, I never saw anybody say TV. I only saw it with Red TV, which is why I thought it was, like, YouTube Red or something. And I was like, like, okay.
1: Um, and then second point is, um, I fell for
0: a post that said Taylor Swift got engaged, so, Mm. like, it's okay. Yeah. She, like, I saw there was, like, paparazzi photos of her recently, and her left hand was, like, in her pocket, it was like,
1: But, like, you can't be a journalist and make a definitive statement, like,
0: But that's such good journalism, though. Like, why'd she do that?
1: No, because, like,
0: yeah, interesting. Yeah. So now we're gonna talk about how this trope translated to social media and manifested over time. Um, My first exposure to it, not that I was on this app, but was through MySpace. Um, I was born in 2001. Yeah, save the booze. Boo. Yeah. So, I was never on MySpace, but I know the, like, scene and emo movement was kind of was kind of the beginning of it on social media. I mean, what social media was before MySpace? I don't know. I wouldn't <laughs> know. I don't think there was anything. Nothing worth noting. So, basically, these were examples of girls. Who, I think back then it was, like, kind of violent in their language of, like, I'm not, like, those other um, word we can't say on the radio. Yeah and um i mean they definitely were not like other girls they yeah. like if you i think everybody knows what seen people are seen <laughs> S- people are real oh my god true yeah seen kids they basically like would dress crazy or not even crazy their hair would be crazy and they were just unique which like shout out to them for that but it was definitely like a lot of it was like they would make a point to be like feminine girls are lame yeah and I'm different
1: but I feel like we see that like uh in like you an example being in like 2020 or -hmm. 2021 where like uh scene culture like came back in like Mm -hmm. a really strong like resurgence Mm -hmm. um and like it became not like scene but more it was called like alternative culture like alt culture Mm -hmm. even though alt is like an umbrella term for all alternative literally styles. anything that's literally not anything normal. <laughs> literally yeah I'm um, like you are not normal <laughs> stop normal people scare me um
0: that's
1: that's nasty. literally
0: yeah yeah normal people scare me yeah
1: but um like it would be like alt versus basic mm-hmm. and it'd be like oh if you're basic like there's something wrong with you and it's like oh yeah. my god it's 2020 like it's
0: not that deep like i know yeah so that's basically moving into like that's what i wanted to talk about when it got to, like, Tumblr, it was still definitely um, very similar to Myspace where, like, being different. But the people on Tumblr, you know what they say, they were a ahead lot. of their time yeah. a lot of the time. So I actually sent Bella. No, it's not a meme. It's a meme now because it's, like, funny that this was made. But um, there was a post that used to go around on Tumblr. It would be, like, the stereotypical feminine girl. It would be, like, a drawing of her with, like, blonde hair and a pink dress. And it would be, like... Regular girls, like, wears makeup, um, goes out on dates, parties, and then it would be, like, me, and then it would show, like, a girl with, like, brown hair wearing all black, and it would be, like, shy, likes music. (laughs) I don't know. Um. It'd be, like, other girls listen to Justin Bieber, I listen to Skrillex. Yeah. And I was, like, a big one. Um, I, I definitely remember that. When people, like, compared, um like, Sleeping With Siren lyrics to Nicki Minaj. Oh my god, yeah. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, I feel like when it got to Instagram, that's when the word basic, like, kind of took off. Being, like, a basic Instagram girl was, like, it was, like, saying that would be, like, a slur. hmm And, like, the me versus other girls memes, they're not memes, I don't even know what to call them, posts were posted on there. Um, and now we have TikTok which is what I mentioned in the beginning. I said how we're finally coming full circle. I think on TikTok, it's like split because there definitely are girls who started off explaining why they're not like other girls. And then the educated girlies on TikTok took them to, they took that as an opportunity to educate others about like why you don't have to, hate on other girls Mm. to show why you're unique oh
1: going back to like scene girls the scene girlies Mm -hmm. um and also tumblr to an extent um there was this like aggressive pursuit to like show people like i am not like other people i am unique like Mm -hmm. that is my like this is like like i'm not like other girls um and it like 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 at what point does that like stop being authentic to like yourself you know what i mean Mm -hmm because, like, in ex- for example, in sixth grade, um, bring this to a personal example, um, yeah. I remember in sixth grade, I was really influenced by, like, not, like, the other girls, like, tropes and media, mm-hmm. because I remember being, like, that's how you get the respect of other people by, like, not by being yourself, per se, even mm-hmm. though that's what Hannah Montana and I probably told us, I guess that lesson yeah. didn't sink in enough, but it's, like, um, I took that message as, oh, I shouldn't exactly be myself, I should try to be, like, Sam, or not, not Sam, but, like, I just try to be, like, Lily, Lily, like, like, that, like, um, chill version of who, like, like, a more chill version of you, um, yeah, because I'm, um, historically not the most, like, chill person, (laughs) um, but, uh, in sixth grade, Um, I would definitely, like, exaggerate, like, my social media presence to be, like, try to be, like, funnier so I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. so I'd be, like, one of the bros. You know what I mean? Like, I would, like, post memes and stuff a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, like, rage comics and stuff. First of all, I love rage comics. But, like, Mm -hmm. especially in sixth grade, like, middle school, um, before I, like, knew any better, I was like, oh, this is, I'm in, I'm in sixth grade now, like, I'm an adult. Like, this is how I get, like, this is how I get people to like me and this is how I get boys to think that I'm not, like, not, like... One of the girls, like literally not one of the girls, because um, I wanted to be respected, um, and yeah, another thought that I had um, uh, again, like relating this to like me growing up, is um, I think a lot of the times we see um, when you're a kid or like in your childhood you so badly want to prove that you are an individual you so badly want to prove to everyone around you that you have a voice that's worth hearing um and sometimes it like being yourself doesn't feel like enough um so you like take on these like different like costumes of like oh i'm going to try out being i don't know i'm going to try out being sporty i'm going to try out being goth i'm going to try out being like you look for these labels you like actively seek out labels to try to put yourself into a box and, like, categorize yourself so that you can have some sort of identity when you're growing up. Because, like, thinking of the ages of, like, 8 to 12, like, you're literally just, like, trying to figure out who you are, what you like, what your values are. At 8? Like, when I was 8, I was, like, okay, like, who's my favorite musician? Like, what's my favorite... Really? Yeah. I,
0: like, didn't know you could like musicians (laughs) until I was, like, 12.
1: (laughs) Um, but, like, you're, like... You're, like, trying to, like, figure yourself out. And even, like, beyond that, obviously. Um, but... By... By asserting yourself as not like the other girls, um... Because that's what you saw as cool on TV, or that's what you saw as cool through a song. Like, you're trying to, like, reclaim your sense of individual... Your individuality, I guess. Your mm-hmm. sense, of individ- sense of individualism. Because you're trying to be, like... I... Like... I'm cool, I'm chill, I'm laid back, I don't care. Like, I don't have to put on a performance. I'm literally just like, I'm so low maintenance. But yeah. by declaring yourself as like low maintenance, not like one of the other girls, you are actively performing and actively performing for, I guess, just the gaze of others. Mm-hmm.
0: um Unless you're actually low maintenance.
1: Unless you're actually low maintenance. What but, like, what great. does that even mean? What is, okay, yeah, I hate
0: the. Like, term. if you don't wash your face, just say it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Literally.
1: But, um, and I think that can be seen, um, in, like, when we were younger, like, if, even if your favorite color was actually pink when you were younger, it mm-hmm. would be, like, embarrassing to say that your favorite color was pink, because oh, whoever yeah. was asking, like, if it was a guy, or if it was an adult, if you, if, okay, if a boy asked you what your favorite color is, and then you said pink, he would be, like, he would, like, scoff and roll his eyes, he'd be yes. like, ugh, typical. And you don't want to be typical. When you're a kid, you want to be yourself, and you want people to
0: love you and, and value you. And just the you. scoffing is, like, oh my disrespectful. God. Yeah, because
1: pink is an epic color. It's literally dude.
0: just a color. No, yeah. But also, like, you know when, like, boys, at least at my school, like, if they would wear a pink shirt, it was, like, revolutionary. Oh,
1: my God. But it's because they were
0: doing it. Yeah, and they it, were like, pink is manly. haha. <laughs> but Did they it's do like. that at
1: your school? <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, okay, my brother had a pink backpack, and uh-huh. he was, like, so epic for it. Um, it was, like, a hot pink backpack, and he was, like, yeah, I love the color pink. And he had a shirt that said, chicks dig pink.
0: But it's, like... But do you dig pink? Like,
1: I dig... I I dug... I dug pink. (laughs) I dug pink. Doug, are you listening?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Someone named Doug is, like, wait.
1: (laughs) Um, but... Yeah. Um, but basically, just, like, you, like, when you're a kid, and also when you're an adult, and any, at any point in your life... If you tell someone your genuine interest and their response is typical or like, oh, that's what I would expect from someone like you, Mm -hmm. that would be enough to make you never want to associate with that that thing thing ever again. Like, even if you love being feminine, even if you love being a girl or traditionally feminine things, having someone invalidate you like that would be enough for you to be like, no, I'm, I don't want to be like other girls. I want to be myself. Mm -hmm. So you, once again, you trade your, um independence and individuality um or you trade your femininity for independence and it you should be able to have both
0: yeah you guys still listening <laughs> hello hi we're waiting for your answer guys come on did they fall asleep guys you come fell asleep on. too early I fell
1: asleep with the sleepover slower. <laughs> <laughs> slumber
0: <Sleepover. laughs> Fell asleep at the slumber party, come on. One of my favorite movies is Sleepover 2004. Guys, watch that movie, and then next week we'll report back to you. Oh yeah, that's a very epic movie. So, in conclusion, after all of this, uh, I feel like there's a lot of takeaways that... I know we didn't make, like, one strong argument, but I think that's good. Like, I feel like we saw both sides to every um, Not Like Other Girls situation, Uh, like we mentioned, sometimes it's used in a powerful way, because, like, someone's not like other girls, but, like, not because they don't like other girls, Mm. it's just because they are unique, and they're just like that. But also, I don't know if we mentioned this, like, you can be the most stereotypical, like, girly girl, and, like, there's still nobody else like you. Yeah. I literally realized this the other day, I was thinking about when people have, like, a sense of, like, hopelessness, and they think, like, oh, like, nobody needs me here. Like, I'm just, like, one of seven billion people. And it's, like, it's just not true. Like, people can have, you can have the same sense of style, fashion, attitude as someone else, and you'll still never be exactly like them. Like, you're unique the way you are. No matter how, like, basic you are, you offer unique standpoints because people are complex. So that's why like there's no need to phrase yourself as not like others because you're not and like people not to drag others, but like mature people know that everybody is unique. Like you don't have to give yourself a title mm-hmm. to feel a sense of individuality. What do you think?
1: Little call to action. I hope um current children's media and I hope um future children's media um has a better social awareness of how girls are perceived on their show because how they're written and how they are directed directly impacts girls all across the world and literally shapes their view of themselves and their adolescence so
0: yeah shows need to realize like how much power they have and how much impact how important it is to be responsible yeah i also we forgot to mention in the beginning um these like on one end these shows you can look at them and just be like they're made for kids so like you don't have to analyze it that mm. deep but like we said we personally were impacted by it and like we know like our friends have been too um we've been impacted strongly enough that like we still remember to this day like certain lines or episodes where these like character tropes were represented and like how they made us feel as ch- children like we're 20 years old now and like at least me specifically like i remember how I felt watching, like, an episode of iCarly when I was seven years old and, like, how it impacted me. So that's why, like, even though it is children's media, it stays with you. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important. I wouldn't just write off a child show just because it's for children. Exactly. Um, But, yeah, that was basically our discussion. Um, Some future topics. I think we mentioned in the beginning, but some future topics we're going to be talking about in um our episodes are positive female friendships and like comparing them to toxic um and like how to recognize a toxic friend how to make friends in college i think that's one i really want to talk about because um a lot of the freshmen and sophomore at this college were well if you're a freshman obviously this is the first time you're on a college campus mm-hmm. even the sophomores they had to be on zoom and like i personally didn't make actually no i lied i made friends over zoom yeah, I'm t- I'll say it. But a lot of people like weren't able to make close friends when we were online for an entire year. So that's a topic we'll get into in another episodes. Um, also, coming of age moments we mentioned. We'll talk about like personal moments as well as like coming of-age movies and like how they changed our perceptions of things uh so yeah that's what those are some topics we have in the future if you have any topics that you'd like to ask us about or if you want to send in questions we are actually making an email account so you guys can send us any questions comments um if you have something interesting that like you think we would something you would want to talk about at a sleepover that you would want to talk about on the podcast like we can get in contact and do an interview whether that's over zoom or on campus but the email is slumberpartycassiebella at gmail.com. Um, Cassie is spelled C-A-S-S-I-E. Bella is B-E-L-L-A. So that's slumberpartycassiebella at gmail.com. Yeah. So we would love to hear from you guys. Um, if you're friends with us, don't reach out to us in person. Only do it through the email. Only through email. If you mention the podcast in person... We're, we're gonna, gonna be, be get, like, What? I'm like, what are you talking about?
1: Literally, what are you talking like, about? Like, a sleepover? Do you want to have a sleepover with us? Because yeah, like, we can, like, arrange that.
0: Yeah. Like, you can just text me if you want to have a sleepover. But yeah. I don't know what you're talking about with a podcast. Yeah. That's just not in our realm.
1: Yeah.
0: But, yeah, um. You want to say anything? Um. Keep out.
1: Keep. Um. Keep out! <laughs> Guys, leave! <laughs> Stay out! No. Um. Keep an eye out for more.
0: Cassie Bella, Slumber Party, Slumber Parties. We might make an Instagram, so we'll plug that next. <laughs> you guys can follow us. We ha- No, we have to make an Instagram. Oh, no, so we it'd have be, like, to. Funny. It'd be so, 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 so awesome. But, yeah, thank you for listening to our first episode. Sorry if it was a little bit rough. Um, no. I think it was pretty good. Don't apologize for greatness. Who said that? Is that a quote? I did. Yoda. Yoda. Um, once again, you've been <laughs> listening... To a Slumber Party with Cassie and Bella on 91.3 FM WTSR at the College of New Jersey. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. It's bi-weekly. Yeah. You're bi. Me to the uh- podcast.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs>